Hello, and welcome to SoberCast, where we provide AA speaker meetings and workshops in podcast format. We're an ad-free podcast, and if you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by visiting SoberCast.com, look for the donate link, and drop a dollar or two into our virtual basket. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Have a great day. My name is Ralph. I am an alcoholic, and thank you, T. I am, uh, I think I'm getting soft in my old age. Uh, the slightest thing gets me. Uh, Teresa's introduction is, is cool, but when Teresa talks about me, it, it's so much that's there that's not on the screen. Uh, this takes me right out of where I thought we were born. I, uh, my sobriety date is October 11th, 1986. Although I have been accustomed to pats on the back, I had even been accustomed sometimes to people looking up to me. I had been accustomed to, hmm, some accolades and, and, uh, And Bill and his story talked about here was love, applause. I had had some of that as, you know, growing up. But I had, uh, I had been pretty badly mangled by drugs and alcohol. And I was 33 when I got here. And I didn't know if anybody if I'd be welcome in anybody's life again. And I didn't know if people would look at me with respect again. Some people will say, I don't know if people would look at me with respect. I'm fortunate. I had had the looks before. I had had and had tasted some, what I call, I had, you know, toasted champagne. I remember when I uh got admitted to UCLA and I'm this kid off the block, first one from my neighborhood. We toasted. And I remember Rodney's Law School. I, we toasted. I, re, I remember, you know, I'd like to say I remember walking down the aisle with my first wife. I did. I was there. Didn't quite make it all the way, but I had some good moments. And, um, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm late to alcoholism. I started drinking when I was 18 years old and, uh, all that was associated with it in the six, in the seventies, I started really hard in the paint in 1971. And, um, in 1971, eight, you know, 18 years old, major university, rolling with some, a fast crew, you know, partying and, uh, at the best clubs, with the best people, with the best crowd, you know, I I just knew by the time I was 30, man, not only would I have a lot of money, because I didn't grow up uh, money chasing. I'm a kid of the 60s. You know, I'm, I'm I'm one of the ones as a kid, you know, I sell them Panther Party papers and, and I'm, I'm going to change my community and I'm going to be an asset to, I'm that guy, you know, so I've always had a heart for people. So I wasn't really on the money chase, but I was on the, I proved to the world I was important deal. And so, uh, I'm at this spot, man. And, and, uh, 
And seems like I'm on the way. Seems like I'm on the way. But I got derailed by what derailed all of us to sitting up in here. And so by 1986, everything I had once had was gone. And, um, and in, in, um, in the fear inventory, it talks about some of us once had great self-confidence. When it was, when it made us cocky, it was worse. I was a guy who had a lot of self-confidence. That's an interesting phrase. And sometimes it, it, we read a lot of stuff, but when you really think about it, sometimes what the, what the hell does that mean? When it made us cocky, it was worse, you know, because for me, when it made me cocky, it was a false arrogance. And that idea of falling from this perch that I could was terrifying, terrifying, because people gonna know when you really know me, it's going to activate my primary. I got two primary fears, you guys. One is of what I think you think about me. It's a driver. You know, it causes me to try to be somebody. I'm not do things I can't do, you know. And, and the other one, which is the big one, is if you really know me, you won't like me. That's a that's a that's a hell of a fear, fellas. Because when you get married and you say I do, uh, and you can be, you know, you can you can present when you're at the club and when you when you picking up the tab and when you do the check, but for her to see me every day, every day, you're gonna find out I bounce checks. You're going to find out that I let you down sometime. You're going to find out I ain't the super. You're going to find out all the stuff I don't want you to find out. You're going to live with me. I can kind of pull it off through a time. So that idea, that, that, that driver, you know, um, uh, if you really know me, you won't like me. What this got to do with alcoholism? And really, Mr. White, what does that have to do with my program of recovery, Mr. Newcomer that's on here, you might ask? Well, I came in here 33 years old with the gorilla on my, and I wanted to get the gorilla off my back and out the neighborhood because I got a cold gorilla. You know, I got one of them gorillas that he ain't playing. He ain't tapping lightly. You know, I, I got one of them. And so it was really, really easy for me to do a first step. You know, it was that one. And, and I know, you know, hardcore sponsors on here, you'd be like, make sure they really have a firm understanding if ass is tapped like mine was. Now, later on, I got enough understanding to be able to communicate it with people and to talk about it with people. But I had, a when I entered the Harbor Light, October the 13th of 1986, I was done. I was boost cooked. Done deal. I'm open. You know what makes a good sponsor? A willing sponsor. Anybody on here could have sponsored me that October in 1986. You might not have continued to sponsor me, but at the very beginning, because what's required in that kind of relationship is not the spot. It's the sponsee. I ain't getting low. I I'm, I'm not, not, no, ask what? So you know what I'm saying? So I go in there. So you propel me now into that second step. Uh, I mean, there was some stuff I needed to find out about that first, but I had my own experience because I had come here before 
and I thought I wasn't an alcoholic. So when I went back out, I got a firm understanding of my condition. So when I came back, man, I was right for Alcoholics Anonymous. Propelled me to the second step. Mm. Had already been a church guy, had already been one that grew up with that stories, myths, fables. I didn't know that you guys had ripened me for what's waiting on me. I used to think that the story, that the church was stories, myths, and fables. And it is. So is Alcoholics and I at its best. At our best, we're storytellers. At our best, spiritual experience is transmitted through story, not through, I know we got some good workshop givers up in here. We got some good seminar givers up in here. We got some people who can quote chapter, verse, line, page. We got all that. I've been that and the rest of that. But at best, spiritual experiences transmitted stories. You know, look at Ali, know what he was, look at him now. Then the guy that's telling the story ain't the guy that's telling the story. You'd be like, damn. When the guy that's in the story ain't the guy that's telling the story, that's powerful. That's powerful. That ain't, let's sit down and go, we go through that. I'm not discounting that. But the most powerful thing for a 33-year-old guy like me was to see a guy like Calvin or a guy like Rodney or a guy like Mickey. And they, and they, and, and it's important to present and they present like grown men. They present like men I want to be like, but they talk about a guy that I was like or that I was at the time that I'm listening to him. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. What's what's right with this picture that the guy telling the story ain't the guy in the story? Wow. That's a power. You know, so I did that. And, you know, it made me interested. This whole deal that we own for the rest of it, that third step, here's what you, here's where you guys really got. Cause all I wanted was to get the gorilla off my back. But when we ended up going to this place where you talked about, okay, Ralph, to get the gorilla off your back, check this out. The same power and the same process that's going to get the gorilla out the neighborhood is the same power and the same process that's going to let your little girl look at you with respect. The same power and the same process that's going to get the gorilla off your back is the same power and the same process that's going to let you sit up at the parent-teacher conference this time along with her mama. The same power and the same process that get the gorilla off the neighborhood is the same power and the same process that's going to let you be at the table with mama on Thanksgiving. And what? What? I get it all doing the same stuff. I don't have to, here's what you do to stop drinking and using. Now we need to send you to therapy for this other stuff, for this, for, for your irresponsibility, for your lack of integrity, for your, for your fears, for your not being able to show up for anybody, for all this other, okay, for your money stuff and your mismanagement of money. You need, no, no. One shot, one shot, you know, one stop shopping. If you come to Alcoholics Anonymous, if you knew you may not have been prepared for that. That interested the hell out of me. And so I, I started doing what it is that you guys say we do, which is why most people tend to talk about, you know, all my answers are in the book. I 
I, I get it. And I'm glad for most people that all the answers are in the book. For me, all my questions are in the book. You know, all my questions are in the book. You know, are you convinced that your life run on your will can hardly be a success? Yes, I am. I'm convinced that my life run on my wish life can hardly be a success. Do you really believe that selfishness and self-centeredness is the root of your problem? You know what? I'm not sure, but I'm willing to consider that. Do you believe you? And so all the questions are right there for my consideration. Are you willing to let something else enter your life and take some of this stuff out of you that you can't seem to take out of you? You know that you got it in you. Irresponsibility, this self-righteousness, this judgmental, you know, overly critical. You know you got it in you, but you can't seem to overcome it. Are you willing to consider that there may be something? Yes, I'm willing to consider that. I'm willing to look at that. You know, because people say the answers are, well, I think the roadmap to the answer, the answer for me is one. It's this, it's the power. 35 years in, you guys, and, you know, I've done the mechanics. The mechanics are cool, but all the mechanics are designed to do is not make me a mechanic. The mechanics are not designed to make me an expert at mechanics. The mechanics are designed to connect me to a power that does, that does the deal. And as a result, but I need to do the mechanics. You got, don't, don't get me wrong. I need to do the fundamentals for a while. You know, I like to talk about it. I was at a spot this weekend and I was talking. I, 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 you know, I saw Inette on here. She loves dancing in the rest. It's some of y'all, y'all dancers. T is a salsa girl. She, she got the Latina flag. You know, I'm, I'm a cow. I'm an old 60 from the sixties guy, but I was always one of them guys that, you know, Ronnie. Now, Ronnie, Ronnie was a soul trained guy in the West. Ronnie could get out on the floor and get it in. I, I, I'm all right, but I can't get out my lane. But I got one. I do. I do the cha-cha. Now, when I was 12 or 13, my first cousin, Carol, you know, I wanted to get off the wall at the noon dance. Right. So, Carol, you know, get with get with your cousin. So I would me and my first cousin, one, two, cha-cha-cha, back. To, and I would look at her and I would follow her and I would really be conscious of one, two, ba, 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 ba. And I did that. I was 12 or 13 years old. When I was 16 years old, Kuna, I was able to kind of, I have to count it out in my head. I was kind of like, it had kind of been integrated in. I, I was, I was in it. I'm 60, I'm 68 now. If you catch me, any of y'all, if you happen to catch me somewhere, I ain't out dancing that many times. If you catch me, you'll catch me doing that. And you'll see me not only doing that, you'll see me spin, you'll see me twirl, you'll see me walk away from my partner, me unless they're usually doing it. You'll see me turn my back. You might even see me misstep and I get right back in because I did the fundamental so long that now it's mine. It's my, it ain't going to be yours without the fundamentals. You know, some of y'all might be musicians. And if you played the drums at first, you got to really pay attention. Or if you pluck it. But after a while, in it's improvisation. It's yours. It's the spiritual life and the spiritual walk is now, it's my, it's personal and it fits me. 
mine ain't for, and it fits me. I used to wonder why Sandy Beach and, and Tom I, you know, later on, they would very seldom be in their story and they wouldn't do a lot of talking because they had already done all of it. Okay, it's God, period. So Ralph, what is this deal we're talking about on page 104, you know, as a result of doing the dance enough, you guys, because I don't care how good, how, how good you get in mechanics. Don't let, I say it, uh, and I say it often, don't let learning get in the way of seeking. I'll leave you with me. Don't let learning get in the way of seeking. I don't care how well I know the book. I don't care how well I know the pages and the page numbers. In fact, that's got a little pitfall for Ralph, not for everybody. Because when I get it down like that, I don't need to go. I, 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 I don't need to look for nothing fresh. I got this. My job right now is to just sit one-on-one, you know, with somebody else and tell them how it needs to be for them. That's that's the last thing you need from me. My job is to introduce you not to my manager, to your manager. Not to my manager, to your manager. You know, and get out the way, you know, and get out the way and let you dance, you know, because that one right there, that dance, but that dance, it, it, it's, it's from falling, it's from stumbling. It's from falling. The reason I talk about this and the reason I went to 104 at the bottom, we read an excerpt. That whole paragraph goes something like this. In AA, we have found that the actual good results of prayer are beyond question. So we're talking about this business of prayer, you guys. Um, and that business of prayer really in the 11th step, which is why this meeting, I think, has been successful so long. It, it covers two, you know, of, of, it, it's got this threefold net or web that is weaving self-examination, prayer, and meditation, you know, and you guys have been talking about that for a couple of years. Interestingly, you know, you can't exhaust it. You can't exhaust it. You know, I do a workshop and I've been doing it now for 30, probably we started in 87. So we've been doing, going at it strong, 35. And people say, why do you keep opening the doors to that big book workshop? Why do you guys keep going through that? Why? It seemed like at a certain point. And I used to think about that and consider it until I listen sometimes, especially now in the pandemic. And I listen on Sunday mornings and on Monday night and on Thursday night to my mom in the next room. And my mom is in the next room in Bible study. Same Bible. She 92. I've been looking at this big book for about 35 years, 34 years with a group, 35 years with a group. My mom has been going to this Bible study about 80 something. Still fresh. Still alive. Still something new. She's still green. Don't let learning get in the way of seeking. Cause I know my mama know, right? Don't let learning get in the way of seeking. So this business of prayer, you guys, Ralph, why are you talking about? In AA, we have found the actual good results of prayer are beyond question. They're matters of knowledge and experience. Young Turks, I know I see some of y'all on here. You might have even said it out your mouth. It ain't the quantity of sobriety. It's the quality of sobriety I'm after. That is a well-intentioned statement. 
it is also the right statement to make if all you got is that. And it ain't nothing wrong with that being all you got. When you when you're a rookie, Magic Johnson had quality. Took the Lakers to a championship. Quality. Wasn't nothing wrong with that. I'm not diminishing or demeaning that. Don't discount. I know and the wrong word is is it is quantity. Uh uh experience. Experience. You know, experience. You know, I used to tell my daughter, any of y'all that's got teenagers, you know, when they're about 16, they know everything. You know, and I used to have to tell my son, my stepson, you ain't, you ain't been 45. You ain't been 50. I have been 16. You know, but this business of these are matters of knowledge and experience. So this business of prayer, I'm going to share with you guys about in these next couple of minutes. I'm talking about things I know. I'm not going to read about it. I'm not going to read you what the instructions are. I'm going to take you to a journey of what 35 years of prayer looks like. I'm not going to focus that much on meditation, though I probably will focus on it. The actual results of prayer. All those who have persisted have found strength, not ordinarily their own. If you think about that, all those who are persistent. You can't do a lot of persistent when you were a kid. You can, you, you, that's when you do it. You haven't had the ED on it. All those who have persisted. I'm going to talk to the people who ain't got there so you can avoid some pitfalls or you ain't going to avoid pitfalls. What you're going to be able to do is know they survive. They thrive. They opportunities. The things I see as problems in my life are God's opportunities for me to grow. Why is it that they're going to be something and they're going to be what it is that wants you guys to call me and say, can you come talk to us? You, mm, I guess it's debatable. You might call and ask me to come talk to you because I can put sentences together. Some people say you make stuff understandable. I get it. The real reason I'm qualified to come talk to y'all, because I scrape my knees, I fall down, and I get up, and I share about what it feels like and what I did with a scraped knee. And I've been scraping mine a little longer than some people, and I got that to share, and I don't mind sharing. I'm a guy that's able to take the scraped knees and the broke noses and the bloody dot and the blood. You know, I'm one that's able to really, really, really look at it. You don't always see the lesson when you're in the classroom, but I've been in a lot of classrooms. You guys, you know, I'm a, I'm a falling down guy. I'm not a, and, and I've never wanted to be the guy to ride. I like being down in it. I'm an edge guy. I'm not a convict. I'm not, a, even though people, sometimes people will walk up to me after a conference and be like, man, are you a preacher? I'm like, man, shh, you got the wrong guy. You know, and people will impart what they think it is. I've always been a maverick. Spiritual walk, you guys, is not about conformity. Spiritual walk ain't goose stepping. When we talk about trust, the road to happy destiny, we don't talk about, you know, single file. No. No. Spiritual walk is you're going to find your own voice. 
You're going to have your own swag. You're going to have your own style. You're going to have your own experience. You want to have your own survival. You know, I've been doing this. I've, I fell in several holes, you know, um, in recovery, in recovery at 22 years sober, you know, uh, I fell in a deep hole. Some of it self-imposed. I would like to say when the bottom fell out, because I was in real estate and I was selling real I didn't have a deal for three years. I've been in the law for a long time. In 06, I went into real estate and came out here, you know, making some money, being successful, you know, in my marriage, being successful in that, talking all over the place, all that, you know, firmly entrenched in the middle of Alcoholics Anonymous. Firmly entrenched. I've never not been in the middle. And I want to tell you something for those who are on the fringes or who those who are thinking about what it looks. The view is a lot better from the middle. Now, if you ain't, if it, it may not seem as inviting because you may not have had to endure a storm yet. But the view in the storm is a lot better from the middle. The view in the storm is a lot better. From the middle. So I go through these three years, you guys. Uh, one of my greatest, uh, joys in my initial, initially in recovery. You know, I get married, I, I get sober. I got a two and a half year old daughter at the time. Me and my ex-wife didn't get back together as, as husband and wife. We did get back together through amends as, as great co-parents and best friends. So we raise and rain. Me and Lisa get together. We get married. We have a daughter. And my daughters are both in my house. And, and I never wanted to be my dad. And I always wanted to have a nuclear family. And I always, and I was in, in greatest joy. Greatest joy. Wheels come off in 2010 through some of my stuff, through life stuff showing up. And I remember when I was, when me and Lisa were, when I lost my house in front of everybody, front of Hope Fellowship, went broke, had to drop River off at her godparents' house. And that one was the, that one was almost broke me, fellas. I went almost broke. Almost broke. Sometimes you'll get face to face with your belief system, even in the rooms. You know, and my belief system is, you know, I got this power. And I, I have it in my life and I think I'm really doing the deal. Yeah, I do some other stuff. You know, I, you know, it's some sideways stuff. Personal life is, it's some sideways. When you're in real estate, you cut some corners sometimes. Yeah, it's some stuff, but I ain't going to really do, you know, but compared to the way I was. And, I, and I'm not, I'm not, um, judging that one way or the other. I'm, I'm being who I am. You know, I'm not the, you know, so yeah, yeah but, 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 but. Nothing that should belief system. Nothing that should merit me having this kind of punishment, you know. And I never thought of it as a. But damn, everything gone. Twenty-two years sober. What part of the game is this? Telling a story when I'm traveling all over. Oh, my life came apart. I was, you know, I was walking the streets. You know, I I didn't have nowhere to go. I'm still. When, when you get loaded, everybody have excuse. Dude, what's your excuse at 22 years old? What's your excuse? You've been sitting there talking about God and handle anything. Well, guess what? 
every now and then you're going to have something for him to handle. You got something for him to handle. And the view from the middle, you guys, and this business of prayer, I don't believe that prayer will necessarily change things for me, even though I don't know that it won't. But I can tell you one thing, it'll change me for things. This business of consistent prayer, this business of persisting in prayer. And I'm not the kind of guy that says every single morning I get up and pray for the ones I don't. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this business of consistent, conscious contact with a power because I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to talk shit to you. But since I'm talking shit to you, I'm obviously still with you. I'm going to talk crazy to you. But since I'm talking crazy, I'm not going to not talk to you. God, I don't know what part of the game this is. I know they say, you know, you won't give me more than you can handle. You won't give us more than you can handle. I think you got a little bit too much confidence in your boy. You know, mine, and I, I'm about up to here. What's going on with this man? I can't keep on. Yeah, I know. One day at a time. Yeah, is it all right right now? I'm tired of this many right nows, you know, but, but I'm not getting out. I don't need my third step decision, you guys, if you persist. So I'm talking about things I know as a kid and as a youngster and as a rookie. And when I'm green in recovery, I'm sharing about it. Yeah, God is everything. And he is not. I'm sharing about it, hopefully. And I'm sharing about it optimistically. And I'm sharing about it academically because it's in the literature. But I hadn't had one of those situations of God has to be everything because I ain't nothing. And I went through and I was willing to ride it. I was willing to ride it out. I was willing, me and T were over in, a group of us over there. I was in the UK. I had $32 in my pocket. That was my network. That was my entire network. And I could look at it like, damn, you raggedy over here. Or I could look at it like, wow, a guy that's got $32 in his name gets to travel the world, gets to be a use to other people, gets to have people tell him. What you guys have consistently told me, you're all right with us. The guy who's scared that if you really know me, you won't like me. Well, I'm in a really know you get a situation right here. I'm ass out. And I think for me, I need to get visited with that every now and then. It's the only way I get a guy like me who is plagued with if you really know me, you won't like me have to operate against that and let you really know me anyway when I'm ugly, when it's bad, when I'm short, when I'm, and you guys, you do for me what you do for me. I think that's the only way that could happen. The things I see as problems in my life are God's opportunities for me to grow. Come out the other end of the shoot. Now I got something for a youngster when you sit down and talk to me. Dude, I don't care what you face. If you face it in here with us, I'm not talking about things I'm speculating. I'm talking about things I know. I've stood in the fire and I've stood in the storm. I was in this past weekend. I'm, I'm 68 years old, not a cloud on the horizon. You know, when we talk about this business of six and seven, which is which is tied inextricably to 10 and 11. You know, six and seven is what keeps pushing me in. The, you know, when I'm in my 11. And I'm pausing when agitated. What's that telling me? I got a flare up of some defects of character right there. I'm some defects of flare, you know, and generally speaking, my defect is really is fear drives my train, man. I got knocked off. You know, I got knocked off my perch twice in, 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 in the pandemic. 
and I'm in the middle of a good life, you guys. You know, and so when this last thing happened, and it felt to me, if we go to 105, it talks about almost any experience AA will tell how his affairs have taken remarkable and unexpected turns for the better as he tried to improve his conscious contact with God. Wait, wait, wait. If you sideways with your girl, if you sideways with your guy, if you out of sorts with your kids, if your boss is tripping, inclination is, why don't I try uh, why don't I try to do something to influence that relationship? I'm a right, and I'm a right with the intention of going to them and writing this thing with them, even an eight and nine, and all that is good. But here's the deal, Ralph. My affairs will take a remarkable and unexpected turn as I improve my conscious contact with them. I'm trying to talk her into seeing it my way. I'm trying to talk them off the ledge. Wait, 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 wait. Ralph, your job is holler at your manager. Holler, stay in touch with that one, the spin care, really. Because I'm also report to you guys. This is talking about Ralph right now. When it says he will also report. Out of every season of grief and suffering, when the hand of God seemed heavy or even unjust, new lessons for living will learn, new resources of courage were uncovered. New lessons for living will learn, new resources were uncovered. Every time I go through something, man, every time I get the opportunity to go through something, here's what happens with a guy like me. And then I think I'm going over the time a lot. Here's what happens with a guy like me. When I get up against the wall, uh, when I get up against the wall, Lars, what happens for me is the only minor surgery is surgery on somebody else. So I work with a lot of y'all. A lot of y'all call me. A lot of people say it. And especially if you're talking about your girl or your guy and I'm uh, sitting outside of it, man, that's going to pass. You're making a little bit too much out of it. I think every now and then I need a gut shot. Because what a gut shot does for you is it reminds you that the only minor surgery is surgery on somebody else. Ralph, here's what they feel like. You need a reminder every now and then because it will increase your effectiveness and you won't minimize what folk are going through. Because you ain't had the experience in a long time. You tend to minimize it because your experience is the experience. No, do And what I get the most, you guys, what I like the most, what gives me the most joy, this long term and I'm saying, y'all, y'all, you know, me and Ali sat down and we talked and, I, and the reason I could talk to you, Ali, about, you know, marriage, when marriage seems like maybe is shaky, you know, because out in that, I'm a shaky marriage kind of guy sometimes. Any of y'all that want to holler at me about, wait a minute, Ralph, what happened? Because I'm that guy. But I'm that guy that'll go through it with God. You know, I could, and, 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 and I, I, you know, I, I say it sometimes and it ain't original for me. I steal it from, uh, Franklin Williams, old AA. I can run out of money. I can run out of friends. I can run out of hope, but I can't run out of God. 
this business of prayer. This business of prayer. I can't run out of God. And so I was thinking maybe I wasn't going to feel 40. I feel, you know, I think it's time for me to stop. Um, cause I'm going to talk some more if we have some questions. And if we don't, I'll make up some questions for my damn self. Cause this business of prayer, um, is, it's, it's powerful and it, it's DNA remapping. When I consistently go to this power, I don't know that what it's doing for me, don't worry about whether or not the prayer is going to change. It's changing me for things. And I'm here to report out of every season of Pretty for Love, new lessons, new experiences. And I get what it is that makes me effective. I get experience. Um, that's it for me. I'm out. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Sobercast is ad-free, and we'd like your help in order to keep it that way. So if you'd like to help us be self-supporting by pledging a dollar to a month, visit Sobercast.com and look for the donate links. Thank you very much.